0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That is two A's in the amand <laughs> All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the gaming world. We covered quite a few topics last week with Silve, but today I want to jump right in to some PS5 news. We have, I mean, it's not really available to the main, to like the, the wide public, but PS5 is getting a big update, uh, like an, a features update, a patch, whatever you want to call it, and it is available to... I guess like an update insider's program. I'm not sure how this works exactly because it is to do with updates of the console itself, right? But it seems that you can sign up and get some updates before it is available to the public. Um, maybe just as, as a being like a almost like a tester, I guess, which is fine. I think that's pretty cool. I, I would wanna try that, but I'm also kinda worried that my PS5 might might blow up or something because considering how fragile the PS5s are, I would not wanna I don't know if I would trust these, but I'll give it a shot at some point. Let's see. But a big update is coming. And there's a lot of features, requested features that are finally like kind of coming out now, which is great. One of the things is 3D audio is finally going to be available for for your your TV speakers, whatever speakers you have. I know before it was always kind of attached to the, the headphones. Um, my In my mind, I keep thinking that there's a reason that they delayed this so long so that they can sell their headphones because that was kind of the whole idea behind anyone buying headphones for the PS5. Uh, obviously, you can chat and everything like that. PS5 has their own PS5 Pulse 3D headset, which I made a video about on YouTube at Amandaman. Um, and I remember like that was kind of the whole selling point was like, yeah, like it's a cool headset at the same time, but this is also the best way you can enjoy 3D audio or at least at that time, the only way you could enjoy 3D audio so like at that time obviously you know it was the only way we could kind of check out the 3D audio that all these reviewers would talk about for Returnal for Ratchet and Clank for Spider-Man for any game that comes out you know we would, it would always come up that oh 3D audio is amazing stuff like that so that was the only way. I have a solo surround sound setup and like I've tried I have I have my headset headset as well I have a Steel SteelSeries Arctis 7P um, so, it's not the Pulse 3D headset, but it is the Steel Series one, which I, I just like that look and, and everything better, even though it's a bit more expensive. But, like, I I have, like, a whole son- son- surround sound setup, and I, I always find it—it's it, always weird because I'm like, yeah, I'll put the headfo- head- headphones on and whatever, but at the same time, it's kind of like I have this surround sound setup that should be able to do this, this whole 3D audio thing, audio thing perfectly. Um, and like I would still play without the headset so many times even with Ratchet and Clank so many times I would play without the headphones and it would honestly sound amazing at least in my opinion for the surround sound obviously you know there like it has to be it's dependent on you know where you put your your surround sound setup in a way like where everything is located because with the headphones it's right on your ears right so if they want to have sound coming from behind you, they can do that easily because it's like, it's a headphone that's on your ears, they can kind of emulate that sound accordingly. Whereas obviously when it comes to, you know, your surround sound setup, you obviously need to make sure stuff is placed in the right spot. Otherwise, you know, it's just just impossible for the sound to to come out properly. But I'm kinda happy that finally they're putting 3D audio, this 3D audio thing available for the TV speakers, which means that it will essentially, if you have a, a surround sound setup like mine, which is attached to your TV, or your PlayStation, it should kind of go through that as well and emulate that sound through that and take full advantage of that rather than, you know, kind of the thing doing its own processing, which I think is still fine, but like I, I want to see, I honestly don't think there'll be a big difference. This is just my opinion. I don't know. Like maybe, maybe that's just me because of how I've tested the the headphones for certain sections of a game versus the, the head, the, uh, my sound sound setup, and like I don't feel like there'll be a big difference, but I'm still kind of interested to, to try it out and see what actually happened, what the difference is, if there is any. Uh, the other big one, of course, is the M2 NVMe SSD slot that is already in the PS5 that was supposed to be expandable. We could add more space because we don't have a lot of space on the PS5. We will finally be able to actually use that eight months in, eight months after the console. Eight months, right? Yeah, I think it's like eight months or so. But like eight months after the console has come out, finally, we can expand the storage, which is just crazy. I can't believe we took this long. Um, but they, they do advise that, or they do kind of give some specs in terms of the type of NVMEs you need. Like, I think they were saying the minimum, um, read speed for your NVME. First of all, it should be a Gen 4 PCIe for, uh, NVME. Uh, at the same time the I think the minimum that they're recommending is like around 5,500 megabytes per second. So 5.5 gigabytes per second read speed. I, I don't think they care about the write speed. I think it's mainly the read speed. And there's obviously some that are good. You can get some good ones on discount, like a terabyte, whatever. Uh, but some of the best ones that meet those requirements um, are around like 249 Like I'm just using Canada as like an example for $249 Canadian dollars. And the Seagate expansion drive that I was kind of making fun of, the Seagate expansion drive for Xbox that I was kind of uh, making fun of, uh, you know, how, being how pricey it was and everything like that, that is coming around $299.00. Canadian dollars and these NVMEs that we can kind of get for the PS5 um, especially ones that are on discount and that like kind of meet the requirements are like around 249 or like some, some of them are obviously a little bit more so I'm kind of like okay the difference isn't that big in the end you know so I guess like Microsoft did price it accordingly according to what they knew and then obviously for them it's also like I think they're also Charge a little bit more just because it is like a kind of like a propi- proprietary, propi- I can't even say the word, but proprietary way of kind of building that NVMe thing. It's like a little tiny slot that just kind of goes in the back of your Xbox and you're done, right? It's not like this huge thing. And plus, I also should say that they also recommend that the NVMe you get has a heatsink on it. So if, if people don't know, when you get an NVMe SSD, even like I, I have one, I have two of them in my PC as well. Like on your PC or your motherboard, usually comes. With a heatsink for the NVMe, so it's like with the motherboard, not with the SSD drive itself. You can obviously buy NVMe SSD SSD drives that have a heatsink built on top of it, and that is what um, Sony recommends for this. Sony recommends either you buy a separate heatsink or you get one with with a heatsink built on it, right? And sometimes the the ones that have heatsink built on it are a little bit more expensive as well. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like, now that I'm looking at the Xbox One, like, everything that Xbox is doing now that I'm kind of realizing is just so smart and well thought out. It's such a simple thing. No heatsink, nothing. Here's a little little dongle, which I know is very expensive, but just plug it in and you're done. You know, that's all it is. Whereas with, with PlayStation, it's like, first wait eight months. Then you can have the SSD. You can choose any SSD you want. But by the way, most of the ones that we allow or we're recommending are, like, really expensive. And, oh, by the way, you also need a heatsink. So it's like, you need, like, it's just... Like I okay yeah, look whatever like I it's it's fine like again i I come from a PC background at this point like I have had I've had my PC for a while so I don't mind taking stuff out putting stuff in, you know all that stuff like that's okay. I just I I just admire or respect Microsoft more and more or Xbox more and more when when I see these things come to PlayStation, and I see how convoluted stuff is how complicated stuff is like one of the update features is. Uh, coming to PS5 finally is that you will be it will it will make it more apparent it'll help you differentiate between a PS4 version of a game and a PS5 version of a game. Can you believe that this is this was a problem 8 months later into the cycle. And like more re- like recently PS5 also announced that they sold 10 million units and I think Xbox Series X and S are around 6 million, which is still great. I mean Xbox is doing really really well. Like the fact that they're this close to PS5 like I honestly thought it would be I mean, it's still kind of 2 to 1-ish, but I thought it would be 2 to 1, if not more, like 2.5 to 1 kind of thing, right? But the fact that they're less than that, like, is, is amazing. So that just tells you that people's mindset, including my mindset about the Xbox, has changed over time with their approach to gaming and just the Game Pass kind of a mindset and everything. But like, I, I don't know, I, it's fine. At least they're doing this. I do need to, like, add more storage because I, I have an external hard drive attached to, to my, my PS5, but like i just don't like all these wires just popping out everywhere here and there and everything like that my external hard drive is mainly meant for the ps4 but that's also because there was no space that there was literally no space on the ps5 which is why i was like okay i have to put put an external hard drive so i'm hoping that with this i can just get obviously it'll be really expensive right but if i can get like a terabyte or if not two terabyte hard drive i can just kind of you know transfer all my ps4 games on that as well because there's not a lot but you know, you just don't want to take up any of that internal hard drive space that the PS5 has. So it's good. In the end, it's all good things in terms of the feature updates, everything like that. I'm excited to see what the 3D audio does. I'm excited to finally be able to expand my storage at a very hefty price. But at least we're getting there. The next one, I want to, I, I, don't want to rag on the developer too much. But I do want to bring this up again because Blue Box Studios, if, if many of you don't know, They have a game called Abandoned that they kind of announced. It came out, kind of announced out of nowhere. And just all these theories started coming out based on what the game is, the whole, like, just, like, looking into the person who's creating this, their name, the way the the company's registered, all the stuff. It was just, it started from, like, a theory that, like, apparently this could be the new Silent Hill game and this is actually part of Kojima Productions and this is just kind of their way of kind of going under the radar, everything like that. And then, you know, the studio, they keep coming out saying that, no, we're not related to Kojima. We're not related to Konami and everything like that. And even like the 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 head, head of the studio, uh, and I forgot like his name, but the head of the studio, he also kind of came out in like a video saying we're not related or anything. We're not affiliated with Kojima and Konami. Like, please, like are, are, are we're focusing on our game. But like they keep doing stuff that like elicits all this. and then And then they kind of come back saying that, no, this is not what it is, stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, like it's, it's getting to a point where I do I do believe, I'm not going to say like I'm 100%, but I do believe I'm more like 51% believable point of, of all this that this is probably related to Kojima or or just Melgear Solid or Silent Hill, just one of those things. Something something Konami related, I think, is happening with this. Like that's my 51% belief. 49% is always still like, yeah, like it could just be an indie studio that's taking advantage of all of this, right? Of all this like Kojima-ness that has come around them and then it's kind of just pushed them into stardom almost, right? Even though they haven't released a single game. And I think that's the problem. Like if, if, it's, if it is in the end, the Konami thing or whatever, that it is a new melgear Solid game or if it is a new Sand Hill game, I should actually preface this. They recently put out a photo where it says the, the name of, the, of, the, of the, the game abandoned and on the background, it's like a blurred image of someone with a high patch. And who who do we know with, with an eye patch saw a snake from Metal Gear Solid, right? At the same time, before that, they would say, oh, abandon equals S and then blank, 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 and then L at the end. What does that <laughs> go to? Again, another, another Konami property, Sand Hill, right? And they come, again, I get it. They keep coming out that no, it's not related to that. It's not. And like, you know, they're saying that no, this is not that or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but you need to know what you're doing, right? At this point, like, if it isn't anything konami related they know what they're doing and i think that will just make people so mad at the end that it will just make get people to bombard their game with like bad reviews stuff like that just for leading people on so i just i i just hope that they realize what they're doing or if they, uh, what, what i think makes it worse is when they do something like this like let's say they do the ipad thing let's say they do the s dash 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 l thing right but then they come out saying that no that's not related to konami it's like just don't say that just don't see the, we're not related to Konami thing. Just leave it, you know? If if it is Konami related, just don't say anything. And I also understand, and at the same time, if it isn't Konami related, if let's say this is like their own game, their own new independent game that they're working on, then don't do not do this. Like when people already are leading into Silent Hill stuff, are already leading into this whole Kojima, Konami stuff with this property, right? With this whole thing. At that point, don't put a, Blurred person in an eye patch. Don't say your game equals S, dash, 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 -dash L, whatever, right? It could be anything. It could, I could, it could be survival. It could be this or that, like whatever it might be, right? But like at the end of the day, you, you know what you're doing. Like that's, that's the problem. I think that's the thing that I think this developer needs to realize if, again, if it isn't related to Konami, I think it's very possible. It might be, uh, but I, I think that's also me, you know, that's visual thinking on my part, but like it is, it's a very interesting Thing that's going around I think the the demo itself should be or like the, the it's like a not even a playable teaser like the PT thing uh but it's more like a a live action rem- like live action trailer I don't know what it is but basically they announced a trailer that will announce the game and the trailer is an app and you watch like it is just I don't know it's just really weird I don't I don't I get what they're trying to do and like they obviously have Sony's backing behind this which is obviously makes it all like the weirder I guess but like yeah, it is interesting. In the end, if if it is what we think it is, perfect, right? Like this is this is well done. This will be like one of those marketing campaigns that will go down in history. If in the end it is literally an independent game by an independent studio or whatever, nothing related to any of the other stuff, then wow, like you, there's just gonna be so many fans that are mad. It's just just to be just being let on, right? It's not even like it's like it's okay, completely understandable if people are making all these theories on their own and then they come out saying, hey stop, that's not us, that's not our thing. But then if you keep doing stuff like this where you put a person in an eye patch, and right now, pay there's like a blurred image of, of like a door and a table. And again, this is this is like a known thing. In PT, you start off with a door and a table and like apparently look very similar to that. Like that, that's not kind of what I'm kind of trying to get at is that they're just kind of leaning into it way too much that it's just like, okay, like I know you're trying to use this possibly to just kind of get more views and everything like that. But this will not end well. <laughs> this will not end well in the end. So let's see what happens. I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, you never know. It might actually just be a good game in the end if it's like an independent game or whatever. But like yeah, they should definitely not <laughs> toy with fans a little too much. The next one I quickly want to talk about is the Halo Infinite Tech Preview. This just kind of got started, I think, yesterday, July 29th. Um, lots of issues trying to get in, get in, trying to get like the code and and or just like sign in or whatever you want to call it. But I, I was able to kind of get in today. You, you can play with bots for basically the majority of the time. And then I think there's scheduled session where you can play with other humans. And the bots are pretty tough, I will say that. And I played for a little bit. I played on my Xbox Series S. And like, yeah, like the gameplay, first of all, is really great. It still has a, a few issues, like glitches and stuff here and there. Uh, there was one point where the game kind of like stopped for a second. Like it just froze for a second. It just kind of started again. So that, I think that's just more of like a, a server issue and stuff like that. Um but like overall like the game is really fun. Like I, the gameplay is really good. Like gameplay feels good. Like it is it, it has combined the best parts of Halo 5 alongside the old Halo's, which is like the perfect mix in in my opinion. Like Halo 5, the multiplayer was really awesome. I really like the gameplay. I, I for me the main thing that I miss from Master Chief Collection and the older Halo games is the feedback. Is when you get like headshots, if you when you get good shots on, kind of like Destiny. If you if you get good shots on you don't you you, you want to get a feedback you want to get something that says yeah you got this hit you got this you you know it just that feedback goes a long way to making the gameplay experience really fun that's kind of why Dark Souls and all these games are are, are really good and Sekiro is because when you get a hit you feel you feel like you got a hit you feel like engaged and stuff like that whereas you know if you're hitting an enemy and they just they don't flinch or you don't get the right kind of feedback from that enemy when you're hitting them, then it's kind of like, okay, this is not really fun. I'm just hitting this person until like their, their health bar goes down. So that's kind of one thing I really liked about Halo 5, and they've definitely crossed that over into this one. And it's just like, it's just really, really well done. Like it feels good. Um, I like the movement. I mean, so far, I think I've only played one map or I think we can only play one map so far, uh, but like overall it looks great. Uh, I think it runs at 1080p or 1440p on on the Xbox Series S. So it does look a little blurry-ish, which is surprising because usually like a lot of games on PS5, including Ratchet & Clank, runs at 1440p, especially if you do the ray tracing mode and everything like that. But it still like looks way more detailed. And I think that's gonna be something that I'm, I'm realizing about uh, the Xbox Series S more and more is that even if the game is running at 1440p, it doesn't really upscale it properly. It kind of upscales it, but not exactly. And like it gives this impression that like it's sorry, there's like science on my end if you if you do hear that. But, like, the, it, it doesn't really upscale it to the point where it looks like 4K. It, like, upscales it, but it almost, like, stretches it out, <laughs> weirdly enough. So, like, it's not bad. Like, I think, I think obviously, like, I'm still, like, looking for an Xbox Series X if I can find one. Uh, just because, I, for me, it's not about the resolution as much as it is about the storage, as we kind of just went over the story stuff recently. Um, but, like, that's something I just wanted to bring up, just in case if someone has an Xbox Series S and is attached the, the game to the, to the 4K TV, just... Something I, I I expected this from third-party games, but I wasn't really expecting that from first-party games. I thought maybe with first-party games, they will kind of put it at 1440p and be able to upscale it to 4K. But it seems like that's not the case <laughs> for whatever reason. So just letting you know, overall, the tech preview so far, it's, it's like I, I'm really enjoying, I, I, I do like it. I'm going to try to play one of the sessions when I think you can play with other humans and see how that goes. Uh, but overall I do like the game like I am really excited about this I'm so, I'm just so happy that it's a free-to-play game because I feel like so many games like this in Call of Duty should be free to play um you know like and I, I think that's like perfect so I can like jump in that day one and I like that this cross play so any of my friends that don't have an Xbox and have a PC can play there or vice versa you know like it's, it's just perfect that like I think everyone can kind of join in and just play this game with everyone else um I do hope that we get a release date soon. i do want to know when this comes out i know uh forza horizon is coming out in november i don't know if they would want to release this game in december i think they would want to hit that black friday time that period so like i mean the best i I honestly think the best case scenario would be they just say that you know what september 1st or or like early september we're releasing the multiplayer like here you go multiplayer is out september and then maybe october or november itself is when the single player campaign comes out I think that would be like I don't know I, because they they are trying to differentiate these the the two things they're trying to make the multiplayer separate and free to play, and then they are also trying to like focus on the single player campaign, which is something that people really want and they really want uh, three four three industries to nail. So I, I would I honestly would not mind that it would not in any way take away anything from Halo, especially the fact that like it's coming out on Game Pass, and I think in in my o- honest opinion it is going to be the first like big huge game coming to Game Pass. I know Gears Five has been there. For the Horizon Four has been there, but this is like this is like equivalent to like you know God of War coming out on PS now day one. Like, so I think everyone is really excited about this one, and I'm really excited about this one. So I'm I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna talk about this game quite a bit because I am really enjoying it. Like especially now that I have my Xbox, I definitely want to fully fully utilize my system as much as I can. The next thing I want to quickly talk about is why you need to play Death Door. Like this this game just kind of came out of nowhere. It was getting really good reviews. And I think the thing that sold me was, I just heard some people talk about the music in the game and and that opinion, the music is just amazing. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. It's available on Xbox and on PC. So it's not on Game Pass, but it's it's relatively cheap. It's like, I think $20 or something like that. So I I checked this game out. And immediately, first of all, this game is very, very Dark Souls-ish. Similar concept, you know, you're getting souls. Yeah, you actually are getting souls in this game. You're getting souls, you're upgrading with it. Uh, obviously, you have only like a certain amount of health, uh, you know, the amount of health you can get in between losing health is also very limited, kind of similar to like Dark Souls. Uh, there's puzzles in this game. There's uh, enemies that are very dangerous, stuff like that. There's obviously big, huge, grand boss fights. But like on top of that, the, the main thing, just touch the music. Oh my God, the music is just fantastic. Like I have my surround sound setup, but even without surround sound, even if you put on headphones, stuff like that, it's just... It is just amazing i want this this music i i wish it was the same person that made the um the the music or the soundtrack for moonlighter so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna actually look it up um, at the same time because i wanna i wanna make sure that i i I let this i I let people know who who made this it's uh, the person is david fenn so david fenn uh, i think he did the moonlighter soundtrack and and now he's he's doing this one as well and it, it, this is just, it's just amazing. It was just so good. The music is just fantastic. And I just love this, uh, the soundtrack and everything like that. And it just adds to the game. I think that was the main thing. Like when I was playing the game, having that music, like this grand music and just just, just the sound, just the way everything just, I can't even describe it. That's the problem. Like I, I just wish like I could play the song on like right now and just kind of let you all listen, but I'll probably get like a copyright strike or something. But, like, it's just fantastic. Just go on YouTube and write Deathstroke soundtrack and just listen to a little bit of that and you'll know what I'm talking about. But that's just the music. Music aside, the gameplay is really, really fun. It's isometric, so it's, it's top-down-ish. And it's, like, a 3D-looking world. And, like, you're, like, this little crow. And the idea is that with the whole story in this thing is that you li- you're in, like, this hell-ish world or whatever. Like, this hell environment. I don't know what the hell you want to call it. But I'm using hell as well in that. But, like... It's like a hellish world or whatever. And the idea is that you need to go out to these doors to essentially kill certain kill certain things and get the souls back. And these souls are what essentially power these doors. It's kind of Dark Souls in that way. Like I've only played like two or three hours. So obviously there's still information being revealed, right? I, I obviously don't have all the information yet and like stuff will come out over time, but that's kind of the main premise of it. And I'll, I'll probably leave it there because I don't want to spoil anything, right? And you're like, it's like a little crow kind of a world. Everyone's like a crow or like a bird-like thing. So it's, it's really cute that way. And it's, I, just, I just love the gameplay. I love the look. The game looks amazing. I'm playing on the Series S and it looks fantastic on my 4K TV. And like, I'm just so excited about this game. I'm so excited to jump into this game. I was playing Yakuza quite a bit, like Yakuza Like a Dragon. But then I had to stop that game for a while to just play this because it, this game was just so good. You know, so I'm just really, really, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying the game. Uh, I can't wait to kind of get back in and keep playing the game. And I do hope that people give this game a shot and, you know, just kind of give this developer a shot. I wish I, I had the developer. They um, they also made Titan Souls, uh, which was a game that came out, like, which also looked really interesting, had great music, stuff like that. But uh, unfortunately, just got, like, really mediocre reviews. So I think a lot of people didn't try it out because of that. But this one, like, yeah, it, this one's definitely worth your time. You can see that they're getting better uh, with each game. And, like, I feel like this developer, obviously, if they... I, I don't know if they want to be bought, but, like, I feel like this developer is some is someone that Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft, like, you know, some they should definitely try to see if, if they're interested in joining their families. Because, like, you can see that they've improved over time. And kind of like Guerrilla Games, kind of like Naughty Dog, like, even uh, Housemark, Like, if you nurture them and, like, give them what they need, give them the budget that they need, if they can create this something like this with the small budget that they have, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. Like... This is just a, a fantastic development studio and I think they deserve all the love they can get. They deserve all the support that we can give them as fans and I think this is this is up there. I have not finished the game yet this year. Like I I have not finished the game but like in terms of all the games that I've, I have finished this year um, like of course Ratchet and Clank is still at the top and like Hitman 3 is like a, a, definitely on, on number two but this is number three right now. You know so this is kind of pushing down all the other games like Moth Rise It Takes Two Returnal like all these other great games that have come out this year, like this, is up there, and this is a small indie indie game, very cheap, like twenty dollars or so, and just is just fantastic. And I love that games like this are able to do that, or, or or studios like this are able to create something so fantastic, so amazing that like you know I'm able to kind of talk about it like this. So definitely give this a shot. So we will leave it there. I'll come back again next week. For another episode. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining. really means a lot. P- please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. That has two A's after the M. Again, like my email will be in the description, so you can just copy and paste it. And yeah, like let me know your thoughts. Let me know your thoughts about any of the games that I discuss, any of the stories that I discuss, anything you want me to cover in the future, or any of the games that you want me to play or cover in the future. I will be trying to stream a bit more often. I might stream a little bit this weekend, but, uh, just follow me on Instagram to kind of keep up to date. I I know I have, I've kind of been away from streaming for a little bit and that was on purpose. That was just me kind of taking more time to myself and taking more time to kind of do other things that I'm interested in. Uh, but I do want to kind of get back into maybe streaming a a couple of times per week, rather than doing one, a stream, like every few weeks or whatever, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of get to like doing like one or two per week and just see how that feels. And if I'm okay with that, I might increase that, or I might keep it like that. So we'll just see. But like, yeah, I, I do want to get back into streaming. I do kind of miss that aspect of of gaming. So yeah, we'll see what that we'll see how that goes uh, next week or this weekend itself. So thanks so much, everyone, and I will see everyone next time. Bye.